Hi, trendsetters. Welcome to another episode of That Trendy Therapist. Today, I have a very special guest, Paula Ramos, that is going to be joining us. And Paula and I got connected on Instagram, and her handle is Perception by Paula. And Paula is a bilingual therapist in English and Spanish, and she's located in Miami, Florida. And she is the founder and sole therapist for Perceptive Counseling. And she specializes in helping children, adolescents, and young adults who struggle with life changes, unwanted behaviors, and other emotional stressors. So without further ado, let's just dive in. And here we go with Paula. Hey, Paula. How's it going? Hi, Emma. Thank you so much for having me today in your podcast. I'm very excited. Yes, of course. Thank you so much for coming on and for reaching out about it. Um, Why don't you introduce (laughs) yourself to everybody? So hi, my name is Paola Ramos. I am currently a mental health counselor in Miami, Florida. I have my own um, private practice called Perceptive Counseling. And uh, there I help um, children, adolescents, and adults struggling with life changes, emotional emotional Mm -hmm. stressors, and behavioral issues as well, just to have clarity on their issues and empower them to continue. I love that. (laughs) Thank you. So... So I know that you have a great story to tell Mm -hmm. about how you changed careers and all of that. So I think we should start with that. Yes, for sure. Um, This is actually a story that I I love to share because I know it's very powerful and I can empower empower others to to make that next step, you know, because I know it is hard to change something that you're used to doing and then just popping, oh my God, I have this new idea that I want to do. Should I do it? Well, to Mm -hmm. start off, um, I was born in a in a family and raised where all, they were all doctors. So wow. since little, I thought, well, this is, this is my calling. I am going to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. Well, through all my, uh, my high school and college career, I did start um, with medicine. My third year of already med school, I took my first general course in psychology. Well, that completely changed my perspective. I was like, whoa, this is what I like. I love it. I was actually studying medicine to be a psychiatrist. But when I wow. saw... The, 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 the other part of psychology, you know, where the thoughts, the emotions, very different from psychiatry. I was like, this is what I want to do. So mm-hmm. I rushed back home and I was like, mom, I think I want to change to psychology. I wow. am ready. So we decided that I should do it in Florida. So I grabbed my, I, I grabbed my bag. I, you know, I said bye to my family. It was really hard. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's yeah. a life change. You know, you're used to being with your family. And I come from a very Hispanic um, culture where we all live together. So it was my first time with my own adventure. Right. So yes, in May of 2014, I moved to Miami, Florida and started um, my bachelor's in psychology. Thankfully, my university was was able to um, accredit the, all the credits that I had done already. So I just had to do like a year and a half to graduate from the bachelor's. Okay. And after that, then I decided to want to, I wanted to do a master's. So again, I went back to school and did a, a, a Nova Southeastern University a master's in mental health counseling. And this journey is one of the best ones I've ever had. Wow. It's been a long journey as well, because if you think about it, I've been a student for nine years. Yes. Since 2010, yeah, so almost, yeah, almost 10 now. But it's very rewarding. And I know it's hard when we have that inner, inner feeling that we want to do something else and it's really hard to just jump to it. But I promise it is possible. Well, it's so inspirational. And I know that <laughs> you know that uh, psychology and therapy was not my first career either. So we relate mm-hmm. on that. And, you know, I, I just want to hear more about like, how did you know for you that like, this was the route that you wanted to take? 
Well, that's actually another story that I have. When I was very young and I was at, at school, a lot of people told me like I was a great listener. They were always approaching and being like asking me advice or or stuff like that. But I would never give actual advice. I was just there to listen. And mm -hmm. it's funny, everyone told me like in the future, if you want to become a therapist, you'll be a great one. So I was like, oh, wow. yeah, thank you. But in my head, I was always like, no, yeah, I'm going to study medicine. <laughs> yeah, so that was my thing. So it was, it's amazing how since uh, a very young age, a lot of people told me that I would be a great therapist in the future. And I've uh -huh. always been a very sensitive person. So actually, my, my, the name of perceptive comes from that, being a sensitive, uh, uh, a good listener, and ready to help you like in all the senses. Um, so it's just amazing how this whole story from the beginning since high school is now what I'm actually doing. And mm -hmm. I've actually loved every step of the way. I am, I've never felt, no, guilty, I guess, because I changed careers. Of course, mm -hmm. at the beginning, it, it is a transition. But when you're actually doing something that you love, you're just happy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how were, how were your parents about it? Because I know you said they're doctors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I currently um, I lived in a household with my mom and my grandparents. So my grandparents were like my parents, too. My grandfather at first wasn't very happy, and this is a person that I've always had a very close relationship. Well, to be honest, it was really sad. We did not speak almost for a wow. couple of months, and it was hard for me. How did you deal with that? Wow. It, well, I've always had the, um, the support of my mom, always, always. So I was always telling her, please let him know that I want to speak to him. You know, I don't, want to, I don't want him to feel bad, of course, coming from this very strong Hispanic culture. It was very hard for me, of course, for him also to understand. Yeah. Um, the most that I coped was talking to my mom. I even wrote down the feelings that I was, you know, happening to me in the moment. So then I can like share them with her. I even went, of course, on campus, you have um, a counselor that you can go talk to. So mm -hmm. I always looked for those little, those little helps that I needed. I knew I was not doing something wrong, but I did feel a little bit bad. You know, I felt sometimes like I was letting him down. But eventually we were able to talk and I went back and visited. And from there on, he's just being really, really proud. Wow. Well, good for you, first of all, for sticking to your guns. I know it's hard, especially when you're mm -hmm. going against kind of something that you thought was what your family might have wanted you to do. And, you know, people have different opinions. But I think it's very empowering that you are an example of the fact that if you stuck to it, then now you're doing something that you're super passionate mm -hmm. about and, and you're giving yes. back. So that's that's yes. amazing. And <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of people that can relate to that. So, like, what would you say to somebody that is worried about changing careers well one of the the advices that i gave myself and i give everyone is pursue your dreams and trust your instincts it's all about choosing what you want to be in the future i know it might sound simple but it's the truth just follow that that intuition that you have that trust that you feel in yourself and just pursue those things that you want to do it might take time don't feel, don't feel bad if you feel like, oh my God, I just lost three years doing something else. No, that wasn't, that was another experience. Right. We don't, we, we don't, we're not born knowing what we want or, or the things that are going to come in the future. It's just something that happens. And mm -hmm. it's normal to find that, to take your time to find that passion mm -hmm. because it is what you're going to do the rest of your life for sure. So taking your time, that's definitely yes. something that you would say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's that's true, too. I think people tend to give up too easily. And it, it takes mm -hmm. a long time to find what you're passionate about. And that's okay. It's all part of the journey. Mm -hmm. Yes. So that's a great one. What else would you mm -hmm. say for somebody that like is trying to find their passion and is not really sure? 
Well, something else that helped me while I learned that I wanted to do this transition to psychology, I just grabbed a simple piece of paper and I wrote down like all my interests, all my interests that I had. Um, I still knew that I wasn't, I liked to be in the healthcare community. So that was something that I did want. And I just started comparing, for example, okay, so if I'm doing medicine, I want to be a psychiatrist. How is it going to be if I want to be a psychologist? And just looking different, different, um, how do you say it? Different like types of healthcare, um, like healthcare jobs that were there that would be similar to what I wanted to do. So uh-huh. I just took my time. I did my list. I also even took time to think, to think like in my, how I felt in myself. Is this actually what I want to do? I did right. I remember I asked my, that question. Is this something that I want to do? I even told my mom, as mentioned again, I had her as a, uh, as a big support. Mom, am I doing the right thing? And she was just like, you know what you want to do. You said it a billion times. This is what you want now. Mm. So it's just, like I mentioned, just taking your time, write down the pros and cons of, of, of different um, careers that you might have. It's not easy, I know. Um, go to different universities and get some different pamphlets as well of different careers that you might be interested in. Mm-hmm. Are those little things, you know, just finding that support that you need. That's great. Yeah, I always say writing activities are great. I'm mm-hmm. just like putting things down on paper really gets it out of your head and makes you see it a little bit more objectively. Um, yes. It gives you that space and time to actually reflect on it. So I totally, mm-hmm. I think that's a great one. And also the fact that you stuck to your guns, even when, you know, you were kind of questioning it along the way. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's such an important thing to highlight too, because a lot of, of times, course. you know, you might hear like the naysayers or, you know, haters or different people in your family or people saying, you know, getting you to question yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's so important to tune that all out and, and stick to your gut and be like, okay, what is, what is my gut telling me? And I love how your mom reminded you of that and was able to be like, look, you know, this is what you've been saying that you want, but we don't always have someone like that. You yes. know, you're lucky that you had that, but for people that don't, I think it's so important for them to remember what the things were that they wanted. And that's why I think writing it down and really just being able to kind of come back to it for yourself is so important. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned, it's very important to have that someone that we can support and not, not all of us have that. That's for sure. And sometimes mm-hmm. We have this idea and then we want to share with so many people, but we just have to take time and think about it. Is this, is this person actually going to help me with this desire that I have, with this new change that I want? We also have to take our time to actually share what we want to do with others that we think that will actually give us a positive you know, reaction. It might be negative, but, it's, but in a helpful way. You know what, you know what I'm kind of like saying? Yeah. That's also very important. And th- you might feel like you don't have that support, but you can find it in colleges, and family members, you can tr- you can try to find one, even in friends. But colleges are always there and have great advisors that can help you out as well. Absolutely. I think it's really true. You need to have somebody that you can go to and mm-hmm. bounce ideas off of. And when you're not sure about something, be able to ask questions. And I think that also just goes to, like, having the right people around you. Mm-hmm. Like, having people yes. that want the best for you and that, like, that trust your opinion on mm-hmm. things. I think you know, that's really important too. Do you think that that's something that's helped you is just like keeping the right people around? Yes, actually, I've worked since actually I decided to move um, careers and all that. I, I was able to set this boundary, a, bit, a really big one. I guess being out of uh, my household was different. I noticed that I had to take care of my own feelings and my emotions. Mm-hmm. So I would just be surrounded by people that would actually give me that you know that that support you know that that those positive vibes as we as we say just to mm-hmm. have that person that I can really trust and that is something that I've been done to I've been doing since the today there might be family members they might be friends and they might not be like the, the perfect companionship but it's okay because we can control our emotions and our thoughts 
Well, and so we can also we, create the boundaries with that. Yes, of course. And then we can create those boundaries. So yes, it's very important to have, to, to, um, to just have those people around you that you feel that actually give you that support. Yes. And, you know, I think we talked too about boundaries. Is that something that, you know, you've talked about in your work a lot with mm-hmm. your patients about like creating proper boundaries? Yes. I do see a lot of, I see children, you know, I see adolescents as well. I see very young, a lot of young people even deciding different careers. And that's one of the first things that comes up in sessions. Yeah, because I have this friend that told me this, or I have this family member that told me that. And I'm like, okay, but what is, what is in you? What, what is yourself telling mm. you? And right. then, yeah. It's, and it's then, hard for people mm-hmm. to make that distinction. Yes. I'm like, and then it's, 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 it's amazing how they just start opening up and, and saying like, all these things that they're actually feeling about the change of life transition that they're going through. And I was like, see, this is what you need to listen. You need to hear right. what's inside of you. And that's, that's the power. This person came out with this motivation, this client that I had. She even, she even changed careers and started this completely new one, almost graduating. It feels amazing. And that's, wow. and that's something that we all, we all need to remember. We have to think what we feel. And sometimes, and after we're done feeling what's that, you know, what's that, that, that um, commitment that I want to do with myself, then of course share it with other people. But it's very important to, for us first to realize what is this new change that I want to do in my life. I love that you're saying that because mm-hmm. I always, I'm all about like doing what you know is right for you. And then you don't need to talk about it until after, mm-hmm. because I feel like sometimes people think they need to ask everybody their opinions and like, Oh, if you have an interview, I have to tell everybody. I'm like, just do your thing mm-hmm. and then talk about it after because then you'll know it comes from you. And also, I've always been like this too because I grew up acting and like going to auditions mm-hmm. and I wouldn't tell, I can't, I couldn't possibly tell every single person in my life about every single audition. Mm-hmm. It would be too much. And then I really realized that it's actually a great thing to keep it to myself because it allowed me to stay focused. A and B, I wasn't sidetracked by other people's opinions or things that actually didn't apply mm-hmm. to me. And yep. then you don't have to tell people every single time something either doesn't work out or, you know, you're doing something else. You don't have to report back to people. And of I course. think that gives you so much more ownership over your own journey also. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very yeah, important. So I completely agree with that. <laughs> so boundaries is a great one. I mean, what would you say for somebody that like is struggling to create boundaries, but maybe isn't in therapies? What, what could they do? Well, that's uh, that's also um, a very good um, a very good question. Um, for example, for those that are not in therapy, something that would help out again, as we mentioned before, is just writing a list of those people that you feel that are very important in your life. For example, yes. I mean, it might be ten, it might be five. Just write them down. It's why why write them down because it's gonna help you because you're gonna be saying the name mm-hmm. out loud and of course you're gonna be reading it so you can be like okay and then you just saying the name you're gonna feel that emotion okay so maybe I just cross this one out. Or maybe I can um, have some support from this person. And it's okay right. if you end up with only two. As I mentioned before, we don't control. We only control our emotions, not other people's emotions or, you know, yes. thoughts. So it's important just to think of those who can give us support. And it doesn't matter if it's one or if it's two. It's just important to have that someone. And if it's even harder right. to find um, someone, then, of course, um, starting trying to find an advisor or coach or, you know, a counselor as well uh, yeah. will help you out for sure. Yeah, it's all quality over quantity yes. anyway. So it's okay if it's a few people. It's it's mm-hmm. actually, your life would be more rich with a few deep relationships than a lot of surfacey ones. Yes. That's what I always say. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so switching gears a little, I mean, in your work right now, 
are you seeing things coming up with, you know, people worrying about post pandemic life and quarantine and how that's all playing out? Yes. And of course, as a therapist, I'm worried for those clients that are liking yeah. this whole new just work remotely, you know, then and, and then I'm like, okay, so what are you doing to get out of the house? You know, because of course, that's something that all of our all, all of us as therapists are, are a little bit worried about those people that right. are, yeah, that are not starting to go out. So I have had a lot of, of course, um, uh, clients who have told me, well, I would like to even stay more at home and just work remotely. Um, I'm still have a little bit of fear of going out. And those are all normal, normal feelings. And of course, we just went through a very traumatic, traumatic, you know, um, three months now. But mm-hmm. Um, some of I, I give them a lot of tips and a lot of advices for all of this, not only for this crisis or, you know, with this pandemic, for any other type of crisis that it may happen in your life. Right. Very important is for all the, I, I always tell them to to try to keep a maintain a routine. You know, just That's I have. Yeah, mm-hmm. I gave a, I have a planner and I write down the things that I have to do the next day. And if it's OK, if you didn't do all of it, just the next day you can you can do those things that you missed. But it's important right. to have that motivation next day that you made a list of things that you have to do because I know right. just being at home can be very, just very, a, a very routine that's very similar every day. So we have to spark it yes. up a little bit and having those thoughts written down, that would be perfect. As I always say, yes. tell them all like take action over the things you can control. So you can control the time you're going to wake up, you know, the time you're going to sit down and do some work, the time you're going to have a break. It's remembering everyone to just be focused on the present and to control those things that they can control. Yes, and I think that that's mm-hmm. so true. Mm-hmm. There's, of course, all of this also brings a lot of um, stress and anxiety and there's different ways to manage it. For example, I start off with the first thing that I've done all this quarantine, just being in nature, just walking, nothing about like, nothing very big like running, but just being in nature and walking has it made me feel a lot better. Just mm-hmm. going outside, you know, feeling the breeze, seeing the, seeing the trees and the animals, the birds, it's just very calming. And it gives in, it helps you to start getting out of the house as well. Right. I think that you bring up a good point with that because people that struggle with getting out and struggle mm-hmm. with pushing themselves in a social situation or things like that are becoming more comfortable now. I mm-hmm. think that you're touching on that point of like, you know, they don't have to go out and they've, ha- they've had the luxury of staying home and, you know, not having to push themselves to take risks. And now, that's why this anxiety is coming back up of like, okay, now I'm going to have to go back out. And mm-hmm. what is that going to look like? And so I like the idea of pushing yourself to be in a routine and go outside because sometimes like that's where it starts from is that you just have to kind of push yourself. You're not just going to be motivated one day. You have to mm-hmm. create that motivation. Yep. That's it. And then it, of course, if this is all happening, um, we can be close to people and all that, but what a great way as a counselor, just to talk about nature. That's already one way of going out. And then when you yes. start going out, yeah. then little by little, you start going to different places. You start feeling more comfortable because just going right. outside, it's like, it's like practicing. Yeah. You, you're next to someone. Okay. It's time for masks. It's time to keep my personal distance, but it's like the little exercise that they can do. And of course the fresh right. air is just, it just makes us feel all good. Right. It's always a good thing to get out. And yeah, I think that like, that's been one thing we've been really missing in quarantine is the ability to get out. And, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah, so that's a great one. What else would you say for people that are struggling with like anxiety about mm-hmm. the future or fear of the unknown or all of that? Yeah. So I also um, encourage all my patients just to make some time out of their day for relaxation. What types of relaxations? Meditate. It can be for a while. It doesn't have to be a whole 30 minutes, five, 10 minutes, whatever you feel comfortable with. Uh-huh. As well, I'm um, doing some yoga. 
you know, just grab your right. mat and do some stretching exercise even. Med- um, as I mentioned, meditation is great. Journaling. Sometimes I say right. you don't have to write everything that you did the whole day, but just write some feelings that you felt that day, you know, right? right? Um, maybe about how would you feel when all this quarantine is over? What are the things you want to do when it's over? Just, mm-hmm. just little things to I keep you focused. I love that exercise. Yeah. Of course, and, 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 and motivated. And very important is having, of course, a healthy diet and staying hydrated. But most yes. importantly is plenty of sleep. We need to have, you know, our six, eight hours of sleep so we can wake up next day and have, you know, ready for the next day, motivated. Because I know it is hard, you know, doing any type of crisis, it's very hard to catch us some sleep and trying to wake up the next day and finding that motivation. But just sleeping enough hours can boost up the motivation for the next day for sure. Oh, yeah. I, I always say sleep is so important. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to go back to the basics when you're not feeling well. It's all about, like, are you getting enough sleep? Are you hydrating? Yeah. Are you nourishing? Like, mm-hmm. are you exercising if that's something that you're doing? Those are all things that you need to be consistent with especially at times like this where Mm -hmm. it seems like everything else is kind of all up in the air you can go back to the basics to feel grounded and to feel yep you know as best as you can so I totally agree with all Mm -hmm. of that and how are you how are you coping with everything going on so here in Miami in my area my home has been very calm of course when I start leaving a little bit more about the area I do get to see uh more people you know how it how it's affected most of us I've actually been um calm in a sense of way you know at the beginning I limited a lot of what was going on in the news I learned that sometimes the news tends to speak in a very dramatic language (laughs) that's Mm -hmm. not very helpful you know absolutely you have to create boundaries even with the news yes so that's important like I created boundaries with the news I created boundaries even with some family members maybe you know we have all those uh, sometimes those family members that might be a little bit too um, how would I say this? Oh, well, another word, the same word, dramatic, you know, very <laughs> um, negative, for example. Yes. So, yeah, I, it is very tragic what, what happened, of course. But this is the time where we have to be even more together, you know, and, and, and showing that positivity and showing that we're going to get through this together. And I know it is extremely hard, of course, with every, everything that has been going on due to this virus. But that's it, important to be together. So how I coped, I made my routine as as a sim- as 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 my usual routine. For example, I made like a little office space in my home, have everything ready, change to virtual um, sessions, as well as keep walking. I, I started walking every day since we started quarantine because at least for a couple a couple minutes, twenty minutes, you know, starting to gradually do for an hour because it made me feel better. I had to yes. keep doing that routine of going outside of my home because just being here all day, of course, it could be. It's like oh yeah, we're home, but. I didn't actually feel like that. I actually do miss and still and miss all this time like, to go into the office, you know, doing different errands. So, of course, I do keep going outside, getting some fresh air, mm-hmm. um, keeping in touch with my family members, of course, using different type of, you know, WhatsApp, Zoom, just different ways, FaceTime to keep in touch with them. And just to check in as well. Like, for example, with my grandfather, he there right now. Um, my grandfather and my grandmother are together. Because actually my mom was able to visit me just a couple of weeks before like airports started to shut down, but she hasn't been able to go back. So at least I have my mom for a little longer, but it has been hard for her because she's not back with her parents. Right. Something that we did is that we called um, one of my uncles and we were like, "Um, can you please buy all these groceries for them and and, and take them to the house because they're very old so they don't have to go out. So just little things like that, you know, to help those around you. um, It's very important as well to keep, to be, 
to keep being kind, you know, because that's something that we need. Not everyone is is it's okay with what's going on or or have their emotions controlled, and that's okay because it's it's actually been something very very stressful. But mm-hmm. that's when you know people like us, different people, have that strength. So that's important to, for us to give it to those that can, you know, that just to support. And it made me feel even better, you know, being able to see my clients, being able to stay um, in contact with my family members as well, and just spending time with them here as well at home. I love that. And that's so true. It's like, it's supposed to be, it's, this wasn't an easy time. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's over, but it hasn't been an easy time for anybody. And so like, I think it's great that especially as mental health professionals that we remind people that like, it's not supposed to be easy. Mm-hmm. And it's a journey. And even we are having to do the things that we preach, you know, doing yep. boundaries and writing activities and meditations mm-hmm. and yoga. It's important for everybody, not just, you know, our patients, but for us as well. Yep. Yeah. That's so true. I love that. <laughs> and, you know, was there anything you wanted to go back to with the boundaries part? Well, yes. Um, just mentioning again, when, we were, when I was talking about different uh, tips during any type of crisis and, of course, the pandemic, Boundaries are so important. Boundaries are not only having boundaries with other people, for example. It's having boundaries with the content that we see on social media, the content that we see on the news. It's being able just to, and of course it's important to see what's going on in the news. I don't say that's wrong, but it's learning to have um, a limit time just to do those type of things and just having some time for yourself very important to, to be able to feel better and understanding that of course we're in a crisis, but it will get better. But you have to maintain boundaries with people, with social media, which is very huge. And of course, the news. Yes, with everything. I Mm -hmm. totally agree with that. Well, yeah, I mean, you gave some great advice. Thank you so (laughs) much for all of that. Is there anything you want to you want to add to that or any anything that people can find you on? I mean, you want to link your Mm -hmm. social media? Well, um, just uh, again, just reminding um, the advice I gave earlier. Yes. Trust your instincts. You have the power in yourself to understand what is it that that new challenge that you want to do. And there's so many people that can help you with it. So just trust yourself and you'll be able to overcome anything. And you can find me at an Instagram as at Perception by Paola. Right there, you'll be able to see my website and all the fun stuff that I do. And something that I like a lot about my Instagram is that I post things different tools that even I use that are accessible for children, for adolescents, for adults. So come check it out. And thank you so much, Emma, for having me today. Yes, <laughs> of course. And thank you for coming on. And I know we'll, we'll keep in touch and we'll be talking. And yeah, everyone yes, should check sure. out your Instagram and website. It's amazing. I love all the work you're doing and keep it thank up. Thank you. Thank you. I love all your work that you're doing too. And thank, thank you so much you. for having me. <laughs> of course. I'll talk to you soon, Paula. Thanks again. Bye. Thank all you. All right. Bye.